is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part two with Davon Williams, we discuss his TED Talk, Davon in the Spectacle, December 19th at Don't Tell Mama, and how taking center is optional. So I hope you enjoy this part two with Davon Williams. When was this switch from performing to uh, being awakened? I get this sense from you that you have the the I I think therefore I am, <laughs> and I don't know if if I'm articulating this and you're hearing it that way. But there's like a there's a a, a total energy from you that you are totally open to doing whatever you want and getting it done without having you know these excuses or these you know pressures put upon you by life it's like you see the goal and you go for it did that did that come in a particular moment um let's say minutes let's do this um so i had this whole ted talk where i talk about this idea of um when i was younger i was brought to philadelphia and i was abandoned at six years old um and i talk about the adversity hypothesis which i've studied a lot and the idea of around six um what is it 30 40 percent 60 percent um and I'm just saying, like, I don't remember if it's state, country, or national and worldwide, but those three numbers are very important. Sure. But around the world, there are a large amount of children under the age of six who will experience a huge defining moment, a huge traumatic moment. And in that moment, you're given two choices. It happened with Nicki Minaj, Michael Jackson, a lot of our CEOs, a lot of our major celebrities. You have this moment that's truly traumatic, and you go, do I fight? Do I keep going? Do I freeze or do I run? Mm -hmm. And what you decide there kind of dictates where you go from that moment. Mm -hmm. And I luckily was one of the people to be like, all right, let's fight, let's do it, let's go. Um, so that ended up happening. Uh, fast forward, um, when I hurt my knee, literally a whole dream of setup of being a jock and doing some other stuff and my knee gets hurt, I gotta fight. Um, it happens again when um, I'm in Hong Kong, um, and at the time I'm still dealing with Trayvon Martin in 2013. I think that's incredibly unfair. I'm figuring out how can I be more proactive. I have all this leadership experience. I was a president for the AME, like what young people's department. Um, Freddie Gray happened, so I go. That's my hometown of Baltimore, so I go. You know what? I'm emailing everybody. Who can I help? And some people reach out to me and they're like, we need a ghostwriter. Mm -hmm. So I'm writing for them and Occupy Hong Kong is happening when I'm working over in Hong Kong. And I'm like, I, it's very hard for me to just sit here and see people struggling and not get involved in that. I'm going to fight. And then when I get to New York, my agent's like, what's the worst thing that could happen? Come to New York. A pandemic, Clayton, that's the worst thing that can happen. So then I'm forced with the idea of fighting through that. And before yeah. that, I become the lead in Oklahoma at Weston Playhouse, mm -hmm. one of three black curlies to ever be curly in the country. And I get hit by a truck. I get hit by a map. The show opens. It's my birthday. It's Monday. I'm on a bicycle that they supplied me that doesn't have working brakes. And I get hit by a Mack truck and I get up, I go to the emergency room and I the next day get on stage and finish that contract. That is fighting. So for me, it's the idea of something has happened. How do we keep going? How do we keep the ball in the air under huge amounts of stress? And I think at that moment, you're just like, you know what? You gotta let go and let God. What is cracking on a note? What is going up in a line when there are such real things happening in the world? This is a blessing. How do you recharge your batteries? 
Great question. <laughs> um, for me, recharging comes from like rest. Um, have I crashed before? Yes. Will I crash in the future? Yes. Uh, for me, there's a there's that dopamine release when you accomplish something. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that gets me through. Um, recharging my battery sometimes is just sleeping, telling people I cannot. Um, this is a lot of what the cabaret is about. Um, people are about to see me come and quit. Um, there are things that are unresolved in my life. Like again, the Superman complex comes from the fact that like the one time I chose myself in life, someone killed themselves. That's a huge moment. Yeah. That is a very serious moment where someone said, I need you. And I said, I'm going to choose me because I am tired. And they killed themselves. And now I have to carry around that guilt. Mm -hmm. And I have to carry around all these other things. Mm -hmm. And I think what I want people to take away from the show is it's okay to let go. And I am about to do this in real time. I'm quitting when it comes to this activism in theater and stuff like that. I've learned a lot in these two years to realize this is probably something that one needs to be investigated by the IRS. I think all the nonprofits should be raided. I think they should be very much looked into, but I also think it's something that uh, I need to step away from. I think there's mm. better places for me to use my energy and my brain. Mm. Have you discovered what those places are or is that a continuation thought process? Yeah, um, I think I'm a very good storyteller and not in a traditional way of I'm going to hit this Broadway stage. Um, Broadway is still the goal. You know, we're coming out of the pandemic. I feel a little bit more comfortable about the idea of auditioning. I don't like the fact that shows are still closing because of, uh, you know, COVID, a pandemic <laughs> and COVID. Yeah. And they're still telling you to audition and girls are out here posting girls like metaphorical girls, like the girls, because I'm sure. a gay. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> the idea of like the girls out here being like, I booked, I did it. Yeah. And I'm like, girl, will you survive? Will you survive? <laughs> like, will you make it? Will people care? I, uh, what was it? Someone was like yeah. announcing how they booked as soon as everything took place. And I was like, I don't even remember that show. But what I do remember is that you put your health on the line. Is it really that serious? Yeah. Um, so part of this is, um, even with my podcast, is just teaching people just things to help them out. I, I remember someone coming to me not so long ago and was like, oh, I built a budget and I'm about to produce my first show mm -hmm. because I listened to the receipts. And I went and I looked at budgets and it was so great. And I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. I met with uh, someone from the Broadway League mm -hmm. and they were like, I was listening to your show, I had to share it. And I was just like, God, if, if we could find ways to get people more engaged in understanding how the business works, I think we could solve those diversity issues. And we need that ambassador and we need that. So for me, I wanna very much position myself to get into these shows, get back into film, so that when I'm sitting in these platforms like the one you've created and I'm sitting in these interviews, then I can do the real engagement. When it comes to these award shows, these that real engagement. That's what, I, that's what I'm very passionate about, is making sure that I get in a position where I can help break a lot more of these glass ceilings. It feels like you're in a climax here. You're in a very, you know, a pivotal point, which is so fascinating to take in, understand, and hear more of. At this moment in time, how are you balancing achievement versus fulfillment? Um, I think a lot of it is just aligning both of them. Uh, something that has never brought me joy. Um, it's really funny. I, the best way I can describe it is when people are like, what's your dream role? And I'm like, okay. I don't dream of labor. I don't dream of labor. I don't, I've never been like, you know that, you know that, uh, 
what is it that that curly that uh that that uh witch being the first male witch it doesn't mean anything sure. it just doesn't mean anything to me and i'm not shading anyone in the past who was like oh this is my dream yeah. dream 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 bigger that's what i'd say yeah. but i've never dreamt of that fulfillment yeah. has always come from outcomes based on an effort so the idea is to see if i'm trying to educate people on the idea of again going back to this idea of budgets going back to the idea of like asking for help getting people to be more human yeah. when i see that coming and i see those outcomes that that i i don't even know how to describe that it's like oh man i mattered there's a there's a song i, I have no issue the 11 o'clock number for my show is waving through a window we do a very different like jazzy version of it yeah. um and i picked that song just because i don't think people really listen to words i think people listen to the angst of the song mm -hmm. people listen to like the 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 i think people are kind of stuck especially for me being like this white kid definitely lied and got away with it and there's a musical now like this is this is messed up but people don't really listen to that song like when you're falling in a forest do you even make a sound did mm -hmm. i even make a sound like did i even matter on this planet like it's easy to get the money it's easy to get a cool bow like, is anything really different because I showed up? And that's always been my question. Like, how do I, how do I get into a place and look back and go, you know what? If I wasn't there, that would not have happened. Hmm. That's such a good point. That's such a good point. Cause I feel like so many people are chasing the, the material, which is not just, you know, clothing, jewelry, whatever material is. It's the, you know, being in a show, a particular show is a bit material. But having that, am I, am I leaving this, this place better than the way I found it, the world? You know, am I adding value? So that's, thank you for sharing that. No, no. Is, there a, is there a common piece of incorrect advice you hear in your, you know, in your field and entertainment? Does anything come to mind or even in life? Uh, master, uh, jack of all trades, master of none. That that phrase isn't completed, and I'm happy that it's trending now because that's for decades that has been an issue of mine. People are always like, oh, it's better to be a, a master of one than than a jack of all trades, and it's like, no, no, no. The the full phrase is like, uh, what is it? A jack of all trades, master of none. But it's better to be a jack of all trades than like that. It's, yeah. it, I forget the the exact phrase, but the idea is like, don't pigeonhole yourself i i hear these horror stories all the time of actors who are like this is the only thing i can do and then they're 50 and they're like i can't retire yeah. i can't do this i can't do that yeah. and it's like yo there is an there is an entire life out there mm -hmm. there there are there are countries there are different languages there mm -hmm. are different cultures mm -hmm. and you mean to tell me you spent 25 years in new york mm -hmm. you spent 25 years in new york trying to get maybe 200 people who have seen you in a show max to remember you and spread a name like mm. it's heartbreaking it's and, and a lot of it comes from like people wanting to be valued and mm. i so want to just destroy that like you don't have to be a master of anything we were never expected to be perfect no one expects us to be perfect and if they do they're probably the most flawed person you need to get away from them they're toxic red flags get away <laughs> nah. Ike is not good for you. Keep the name and get away, Tina. <laughs> get roll down the river, Tina. It's not safe. It's not safe, girl. But yeah. <laughs> yeah.
just go like enjoy life you don't have to be stuck in something like be all the things yeah i don't know why i kept hearing that when i was in college with musical theater it was like if you can do anything else do it this has to be the only thing you know and and you should only do this nothing else this is and i was like <laughs> that's the most ludicrous advice i've ever heard what what look at any top performer in the entertainment industry director writer producer <laughs> writer actress producer you know actor director it's not you don't just you don't just show up and do that you know the acting thing you should know there's so much more that you that everyone can do so i'm basically repeating what you said you said it a lot better um, I'm going to be a little shady because I think we've been so positive. And, I, you know, life please. is about balance. Yeah. Thanos, Thanos was right. Um, Go for it. I think <laughs> what's, really, <laughs> what's really interesting is that um, this is an observation. And please don't at this show. You can at me and I'll fight you. But sometimes I find that the most least important professions or jobs or things are oftentimes the most inflated when it comes to importance. I'll just let that sit. <laughs> just yeah. I'll just let it. Be. Do we talk about that or do we just let that sit? Well, I, I don't think there's anything. To, <laughs> I've never seen a doctor be like, I got to save a life. This is my life. It's like, I've never seen that. I have never seen that. Yeah. I've never seen that. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cluing in more people on what has been. It doesn't have to mm -hmm. be. <laughs> at all um goodness gracious okay uh uh davon in the spectacle how how long has this been culminating for you how how long has this been coming together here um mm, good question so i'm in hong kong i go there the first time i'm ghostwriting for like occupy hong kong which at the time i was like oh this is whatever whatever not realizing i am literally helping people fight the chinese government this is the dumbest thing in the world i can go to chinese jail and they don't take people's butts in chinese jail they take your pride they take your spirit it is a very different experience so like, I, I didn't realize the severity of it like like yeah. what is it the joke is like american jail don't drop the soap right. in chinese jail it's like don't drop your spirit <laughs> save yourself <laughs> I'm sitting here just having the time of my life, young and dumb, but um, I come back. You I come back out. to Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, so back and forth between LA, I come back oh. because um, the casting director just, she needed people that were reliable. To this day, I have never missed a show in anything I've ever done. Like I've always shown up. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Word is bond. Unless literally if my legs are taken from me and no wheelchair is available and I don't have the fortitude to crawl myself to where I need to be, yeah. I will be there. Yeah. Um, I come back. I'm doing the same exact thing. I find myself falling into the same trap. Yeah. Uh, and then someone comes to me and is like, you work for Disney. And I'm like, I do work for Disney. And they're like, um, so you don't really need the money. And I'm like, what money? And they're like, well, you're performing, you're doing all this. And I'm like, yes. And I'm just taking the cash like Aretha Franklin. Because Disney is very controlling about like what you can and cannot do. Yep. So they're like, what if you started a band? And I was like, I'm an actor. And they're like, you sing. And I was like, I do, but I sing out of necessity because musical theater is the dominant thing. And they're like, no, but you have a very good voice. You should start a band and we'll manage the band. We'll tour the band and you'll sing with people. And then we'll take the money to help fund Occupy Hong Kong. And I was like, huh, scary, but I'll do it. So I created this band called Davon in a Spectacle. 
in which I'd blow fire, I'd sing with people, I'd tell these outrageous stories because I'm a really good improver. And it took off, went to Thailand, Taiwan. And it was so funny because like, I'd go to work at Disney and then I'd be learning songs. People would be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, it's just a song that's been on my spirit. And then I go in at night, pretend that I'm like in my apartment, I like the, the apartments that they give you. I'll send a tweet being like, ooh, going to bed or ooh, about to binge watch Netflix. And I'm getting on a plane to go to Thailand <laughs> to like sing and go to mainland China and like the Philippines. And I'm like performing and I'm like, no pictures, no pictures, please no pictures. I just, I want intimate moment between us this is just us tonight take pictures of each other just not me which of course no one paid attention to and i know those pictures are going to show up one day but that's essentially how davon and the spectacle started it was a form of activism so i've brought it back um i did it a little bit in la and now i brought it to premiere in new york because i feel like there's a lot of good that can come of this like we're benefiting black hair and makeup and what gets me is We've been taught that certain issues are just ongoing. And what I found, and again, I think that all not-for-profits not in theater should be audited, but what I'm learning is a lot of this is not systemic. It's not ongoing. It can be solved in a year, if three months, and it's not this ongoing thing. It's a matter of everyone focusing and fixing it. And what we have is a wonderful smart black woman named Wumi Fawora, who has come up with the idea of a registry for vetting professionals in black hair and makeup. And what's happened is Ayatsi has dismissed her. We found that Actors' Equity is not coming through in their promise. They're giving all types of red tape and issues. And this is something that can be created overnight. It's yeah. something that can be done with ease. And not only that, but so many people, there was someone a week ago who just got their hair permed and burned and like their scalp burned in our industry. There's someone on Broadway who just had a haircut and messed up their hairline. I myself have what I like to call the just do it Nike sign because of bad hair practices. So mm -hmm. this is something that is affecting all of us every single day. We are not safe. And if people are really claiming that black bodies in theater are important and in Hollywood are important, then this is something that should have been done decades ago because it could have been. So right now, this is about fixing that issue, getting the word out. And what's great is we're catching the attention of people like the Mirandas. We're catching the attention of producers on Broadway and it's taking off. So it's doing what needs to be done. And hopefully after this, uh, after this uh, cabaret, we can get the ball rolling. And hopefully in a year, we're doing some real substantive work. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, I'm noticing a lot of it, right? A lot of the quote unquote change is happening right on the front line where the photos are taken. But you go 50 feet behind the curtain, 100 feet behind the curtain, half a mile behind the curtain, and it's not. Mm -hmm. That change is not is not happening. And it's going to take, like you said, the doing of it. It doesn't take a year. It's a choice. It's a moment. It's this mm -hmm. just a movement of it. And us younger individuals are the ones that are going to, I see that. I see, I very much see that. Um, metaphorically speaking, if you could put a word or a phrase on a billboard for millions of people to see, does anything come to mind? Uh, yes. So I got into this, uh, book called when the lights are bright again, Ow. this is not a paid advertisement, but what was really cool is that they, um, they gave me two pages, three spreads, pictures and everything, but they gave me a chance to really like tell my story, tell a story. There's a lot of stories. But I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Actors Equity had their first convention that ended in a walkout due to racism. 
I was uh, at the center of that. I was a victim of this ca uh, convention. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing I learned was that, uh, here it is. The biggest lesson I have learned through this endeavor is that this is not a safe space. That's not the quote. That is not the quote that I would put on a billboard, but this is what I would put. When the lights are bright again, please remember that taking center is optional. And I think that's something we all need to think about. We don't have to be the center of things at all times. Um, mm -hmm. I don't mean that as like just the center of attention, mm -hmm. but sometimes when it comes to our pain, we don't have to be the center. When it comes to our trials and tribulations, we don't have to be the center. We have the right to decenter ourselves at any moment. We are allowed to free ourselves. We don't have to be bound by a single thing. You always have the option to simply walk away. Yeah, yeah. Amen to that. That's absolutely, absolutely true. Uh, goodness gracious, this conversation has been extraordinary. I very much appreciate you taking this time to to share this with the listeners. I've I've been educated. I got some books here that I have I visited and I'm revisiting, and I know the other everyone listening is going to be educated by this. So thank you for being an educator. Thank you for moving the needle, and thank you for fighting you know, the good fight. What else are you looking oh, forward to? You. What are you, what are you excited about? Is there anything else you want to add here before we, we wrap this bad boy up? Um, oh my God. What, what a, what an open <laughs> question. Yeah. Um, I am, I must say, I am very excited that the receipts, it's a little random show that I started uh, during the pandemic yeah. started with me being like, I want to know more about like racism in theater and it led to us maybe uncovering alleged embezzlement on the cats tour but <laughs> that was a that was a journey i don't know how we got there but we got there i'm excited that the show is coming back um i don't think people are ex are expecting what's about to take place we just got our office in um times square and hopefully i get to throw you an invite because one you figured out how to do this thing every week but uh <laughs> Hopefully I get to throw you an invite and I get to have you on and we get to like learn more about you. So that would be great. That would be, I would, I would be literally honored. I can't think of another <laughs> word. I can't. That's incredible. I'm going to put all of this in the, in the, the bio of the conversation. December 19th. Don't tell mama. Davon in the spectacle. December 19th. Davon in the spectacle with special guests and friends who are all, these aren't just random people I ask. Like all of these people are connected to the story I'm about to tell. Hmm. And I, I'm, I'm trying to downplay it. Like, oh, there's going to be laughs, which there will be. I'm going to crack joke. I'm going to try and do the minute rule of jokes every minute. But <laughs> there are some bombs that I'm dropping and I'm trying to stay calm about it. But there is a reason that everything look, I'm giving you like MCU poster hints along the way of what's about to take place but there there's a reason this show is happening there's a reason that i want to share this with you all and there think of it as the receipts live there is something that i really need everyone to understand that is coming out of this show and hopefully by the time you release your thing we'll have the live stream link ready for everyone to also do that as well yeah this is great this has just been so great i can't wait to see it um people of the world Davon Williams. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. 
Join Clay next week for another Curiosity Conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.